Blog Talk Radio. that we uh, just uh, love to have, you know, honored on our show every week. Check them out at sharpshooterfunding.com, all of your funding needs. We are here, episode 68, since we changed the name. Uh, and, you know, we've got the same uh, same attitude, just uh, new, you know, a couple of new perks, new things, and uh, a couple of new guests coming up. But uh, I kind of, I'm going to let you tell everybody uh, who, you know, obviously who we got coming up and things like that. Uh, but I also want to get a little bit into crown jewel and talk a little bit about what a disaster that pay-per-view was. So uh, let's you uh, talk about a little bit who we got coming on uh, tonight as well as next week, since we do have confirmation and then we'll get into uh, the atrocity that took place in Saudi Arabia. Okay. So this week we have Mike Messier. Uh, he's a, uh, uh, he is a, I guess you could call him a, a wrestling writer of of many sorts. We have the Henrik I. Rose on with us. I cannot wait for this one. Uh, and next week, we have Alabama. We have Sherwin Linton with us. And well, that'll be fun. We, uh, who, uh, who let me... Uh, who let me be on stage with him uh, uh, this summer uh, singing my favorite song of his. And if I can remember who the other guest is real quick, uh, just give me a second. Uh, It is going to be Ike Phillips, the high-flying Ike Phillips. So, yeah. So how can you beat that? And, you know, uh, I'm proud to say, we have guest books now 
from now until August. So, yeah. How can you not beat a show like like this? Why am I echoing? I'm not sure. Not 100% 100 why you're echoing. Because I can hear myself, which is not a Oh, that's fine. No, uh, no, it's not. Okay, there's something. That's not echoing. Okay, there's something I want to talk about, though. Okay? I got a blocked text message from a blocked number. Okay? I have a feeling I know who this individual is. The jerk, the jerk won't come on our show. Okay? And because he's being a jerk and not wanting to be on our show, uh, I found out where he was wrestling at. And I'm not a mean person. I'm not a vengeful person or all other people think I might be. Since he would not come on our show, like Kara Nora, I decided to find out who he was wrestling. And the individual decided to give him a black eye. And now he's in concussion protocol and he's out of the ring for six months. And he's blaming me for this. Uh, I didn't say anything to this uh, individual about giving him a black eye. I just said kind of rough him up a little bit, you know, go off kilter a little bit. And apparently it went a little too far. And now this individual is very angry with me. And here's the message that I was sent. He says to me, you know, Icon, I don't know why Granny Hulkster likes you or has anything to do with you because she talks about not liking heels and you're probably the biggest heel there is in the wrestling business. And that's what he said to me. Now, I need you guys to help me retort this. Help me. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I can see I can see uh, why somebody would think you're a heel persona, though, in a way. I mean, I, I think you obviously you, you go back and forth between – between both, but I, I could see why somebody would think that. Oh, okay. All right. But you guys know in your heart of hearts that I'm not, right? No, of course. Yes. Um. By the way, our first guest icon is it is it a Michigan area code? Uh, uh what is the area code? Six one six. Uh, well, uh, I can find out here real quick. No, I don't, no, I don't think so. No? All right, well, then if it's not, if it's not the first guest, if it's not the first guest, then it is a regular old caller, so, Paul, you are on the Attitude Era Live. What's up? Jordan Garber checking in. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, you're always switching numbers on us, dude. (laughs) Switching up numbers. It's because I have this text text now app that just makes up a phone number for me. So that's one of the things as well. Hey, you no, know, I have no money. I have no money. I want to thank you for calling. Workplace, a bunch of homeless people. Sorry. Right. I want to thank you for calling in and being part of our show. And uh, I also want to thank you for uh, every once in a while let me be part of your show. Uh, we had a great guest on last night. We had a good time last night, didn't we? That's correct. Last week we had, well, yesterday we had Scott Schwartz on. That guy is in the movie The Christmas Story. He was in The Toy. 
And you shared a lot of great insight with us, not just on the film industry, but the professional pool. And uh, I recommend you guys go to blogtalkradio.com backslash cut the promo and listen to what he had to say, because it was a very insightful, fun, and informative interview, to say the very least. And as you guys remember, we had him on the air with us as well. I just find it amazing uh, how you bring some of the best guests of pro- professional wrestling and the acting world to podcasts like ours. It really extends the brand of professional wrestling and what it's all about. And uh, I, I, uh, I full-heartedly uh, thank you for that uh, uh, compliment because, uh, you know, you, uh, you help our show when you can and I help your show when I can. And, uh, you know, Here's the way I see this going. Uh, we got a few minutes here uh, before our first guest calls in. I think with your show and our show, guys, we could take this thing to the top and we could make uh, this, you know, the best in wrestling podcast that people want to listen to, people want to tune into, and wrestling, independent wrestling organizations want to pay us to advertise on our shows. And I, I'm, I'm working on putting all that together so we can make this a little profitable thing for us, too. So this will be the only thing we have to do during the week. You know, and I want to get you guys to That would be it. nice. <laughs> Big swing. Granny, what do you think? I think that would be awesome. And I'm sure that uh, Big Swing is uh, sleeping right now. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Oh, no. I'm not sleeping. Away. No, the Dallas Cowboys are playing Monday Night Football, so I'm I'm doing uh, I'm not doing double duty. Like I'm not working the game, but I am a little uh, distracted. Um, I like the idea though, like you mentioned. Um, but Jordan, okay. let me ask you now that we got you on the line here. Uh, I've read a lot, and I mean a lot, of negative reviews regarding crown jewel uh are you in the same ballpark as as a lot of the critics well absolutely i am in the same ballpark you know uh wrestling pay-per-view is something that's supposed to stand out from any other pay-per-view and make something memorable and i didn't see a lot of memorable aspects of that pay-per-view i'm not saying it was the worst pay-per-view but it's something i'm not going to take home with me Well, I can't stand the fact that we got to put up with Brock Lesnar as a universal champion again. I just don't understand. I am so tired of him getting crammed down our throats, and he never shows up to Raw or wherever he's supposed to be. He never shows up, and he doesn't deserve to be champion. Well, I just don't understand the buildup of Braun Strowman putting all the work in um, to, you know, boost Braun Strowman the way that you have. Uh, the past month or so, was to well, have him get squashed. Well, Boring Corbin was the one who bashed Strowman in the head, and I tell you, on Monday Night Raw tonight, Strowman's out looking for Corbin because he is absolutely furious with Corbin right now. And Corbin has to face a match against Kurt Angle tonight, and if Kurt Angle wins, he gets to be the captain for the Raw team for the Survivor Series. Hmm. Well, because everybody in the crowd in Manchester, England tonight was booing 
when Boren Corbin mentioned about Brock Lesnar being the new Universal Champion. Well, what did you guys, What did you guys think I about the swerve? Because this is a this is a company that doesn't give us uh, swerves very often. They gave us a little bit of a swerve in the World Cup with Shane McMahon coming out of nowhere to win it. I mean, what did you guys think of that? I didn't like that. Why? Is because nope. the World Cup's supposed to be the representation of the best of the best. It's like a tournament. It's like the IIHF of hockey, but in professional wrestling. And that doesn't represent the World Cup. That just represents someone returning and getting a push. Yeah. But to that, me... There's no story value to that. Well, to me, I think that was a subliminal but message. I do, uh, it just goes to show you that this I is a McMahon bounce, business. Hmm? I do got a I do got a bounce, but I do appreciate okay. the insights, and I can't wait to be back on next week. Oh yeah, no problem. Call in anytime. Thank you again for the opportunity. I will, uh, and I will talk to you on Sunday night. I'll uh, work on getting. Uh, well, we have uh, um, Pretty Boy Doug Masters or whatever the hell his name is on with us next Sunday. Pretty Boy. That's correct. And like each and every week, we'll make an impact. You guys have yourselves a great night. Thanks, bud. Bye, Jordan. So, yeah, I think that was a, you know, a uh, subliminal message, as I was beginning to say, um, regarding, uh, you know, McMahon winning. Uh, Just kind of goes to show us, hey, this is still a McMahon company. McMahon still holds the reins. And, you know, to have Shane come in and win kind of says, hey, you know, let's not forget about the McMahons and who runs this. Uh, I don't know if you realize that, but he's fading out, so we'll uh, we'll just go with it. Um, so our guests should be calling in here shortly, and then when uh, they call in, uh, we'll uh, we'll get them on, and uh, Big Swing can put them on, and uh, we will uh, proceed from there. So, and that should be uh, shortly, I would guess. They'd be calling in, so. But, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm just disappointed in this uh, individual wrestler that would send me a message like that. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't let it bother me, but it does. You know, it's one thing to, to bash well, me on. Let me tell you I mean, something, you Icon. Me, you if, call into the show. Well, let me tell you something. If he's got something to say about Granny Hulkster, then he better be man enough to call in and talk to me directly. Because when people start messing with Granny's friends, who I consider family, Granny's going to get upset. And I don't like it. Now, he may be just doing this to get his little attention or, you know, get some attention drawn to him, whatever. But, people, you don't bash Granny's friends. You start bashing my friends, and and especially when you mention me in a conversation, you best well be talking to me directly to my face or calling into the show and talking to me live on this show because I will tell you what I think. Thank you, Granny. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Hey, Big Swing, is our guest on yet? Uh, is it is it eight four three area code? Sure is. 
All righty. Then, yes, I will patch them through in three, two, and one. Ladies and gentlemen, our first combatant of the night, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is what you would call a man you do not mess with. His name says it all. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Heinrich I. Rhodes. Hey, Heinrich, how are you? Hey, I'm good, doing good. You want me to give you uh, your intro? My intro? The So, hey, this is the Henrik. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Okay, well, wow. we usually say that uh, we usually say that till the end, but. Uh, since you got it out of the way, we'll just we'll, we'll continue. All right. Well, you know, so, I got to give props to you guys. You guys chose a great guy to uh, interview. Well, here's here's the deal. What we do is once we introduce the guest, we let them give us a little background about themselves, and then we ask them the tough questions. So All right. tell us a little about yourself, and then we'll uh, go from there. Okay. So I wrestle for CCW, and I do Dojo Wars every Wednesday. 8 p.m., and I wrestle everybody. So um, Everybody? I've been, yeah, everybody. There's nobody in the entire wrestling world that I will not wrestle because this is what I do. I wrestle. Now, and, will you wrestle women? Oh, of course. I'd love – I wouldn't mind. Well, let me everybody. ask you this. Let me ask you this. If I could find a way to get you up here to Fargo, North Dakota, to take out Terra Nora, would you be willing to do that for me? And I will be in your corner, and I will make sure that you are victorious. Oh, absolutely. And I have a family. I'm not sure how much you know about me, but um, I have followers. So it's going to be great. It's... uh, I I would love the opportunity. Okay. Well, what I will do is uh, I will uh, I will work on that and uh, see the thing with Karanoia is, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this. This will be for a therapy session later on. But she's one of these individuals that refuses to come on my show, and it really what? irks me. She she never gave me a reason. She just says that she doesn't do that kind of thing because what what is that going to be? How is that going to benefit her for being on the show? This and that and the other. Okay. So two weeks ago, she was in Fargo here and she beat TLC, who is a male wrestler, for his championship. Okay. Right. And everybody in the audience was cheering her except for me because of our little history that she doesn't want to be on my show so I was going her and then everybody everybody gets on me for booing her for this reason and what I'll do is I'll send you uh, her her page so you can check her out and you can let me know if you can take her or not I'm sure you can and I want to be in your corner if we can get this to happen 5 foot 11 187 pounds. Shoot, wait. 
and height. Um, I don't think any girl could beat me. And with you in my corner, <laughs> it's going to be great. There's no way I will lose. But, um, yeah, I'm excited for uh, the tough questions, if you have them. All right. First question is kind of uh, – we start with the easy stuff, and then we go with the difficult. How long have you now been in the business? Um, two and a half years. And have you spent all that time working for the same company, or have you spread yourself around a little bit? Um, so I've wrestled for three places, really. Uh, the Monster Factory, the Sanctuary, and CZW. And you still wrestle for all these companies, correct? Or do you, you no, concentrate I, on No, it's, it's just CZW. I mean, the thing is, like, every company is great, but with what I'm doing with CZW every week, um, I'm just sticking to one company. And in your your two years in the business, have you won any titles or went after any titles? So um, I don't really care about titles. Is that weird? Well, I'll, I'll answer that, and then, then we'll get your input on this. Roddy Piper was a wrestler that he only won one title, the Intercontinental Championship. He always said – that a title does not make your career. You know, Thank you. he said he didn't need a title to show how great he was because he he was great. He proved it every time he was in the ring. You, you're like that, correct? Yeah, exactly. So you don't care about any titles, but you wouldn't have a problem going after a title, or you just don't care. Oh, I, oh, I. If if the opportunity comes, I would love it. But with what I'm trying to do with wrestling and 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 telling stories, um, that to me is really what like drives me. Um, but if there's a title involved, oh, I'm all for it. The Heinrich I Rose is our guest, and we have about. Hey, can I cut you off real quick? It's the Henrik. I'm sorry. The Henrik I. Rose is our guest, and we have... There you go, my guy. <laughs> we have 15 minutes or so left with him. So, do you always do just single competition, or have you done any tag team stuff? Because I would love to be your tag team partner. With my finishing maneuver, the junk punch, the junk punch him in the man business, we would never lose. Well, then you'd have to be part of the family. Because I have a faction, there's four of us, and it's all tag team. We do four on four, three on three, two on two, it doesn't matter. Tag team, I have a tag team finish. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's real. You can be part of the family. I'll get you a shirt, but all you'll have to do is just follow my lead because um, – we got this. Which brings me to my next question. Big December show coming up. 
Would you be willing to send one of your shirts and some autographs for giveaways for our big December show that we got coming up if I send you an address and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. I have shirts. Cool. I'll be, I'll, it's I'll, that time of the season, after, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll send you that after the uh, interview tonight. So, Great. now here comes the tough question. Great. Oh, thank God. Right. Are you go, ready? Go ahead. Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> All right. And then I'll let my uh, co-host ask some questions, too. Word. When you wrestle, would you consider yourself a babyface, a heel, an in-betweeny, or do you let the crowd figure, let you decide what you're going to be that night? Yeah, first of all, there's this thing as babyfaces and heels. There's just you. You go out there, and yeah, you, the people will respond to you accordingly. You know what you're doing. And I don't – see, the thing is, is, like, I'm, I'm all about attention, and I want a reaction. My character is very uh, abused and neglected, so he needs attention because he never got it from anybody. So I Sounds need, like me. Right. So the thing is, is that I, I interact with the crowd all the time. That's what I do. I interact with the crowd. Because that's what it's all about. We're in one big room, all these people, let's interact. If they boo me, if they cheer me, they've done it all. But they do something. They don't just sit there. They're not just on their phones. And that's what it's all about. So, question, it's a hard answer because depending on where you go and what you do that night, the crowd will determine if you're a good guy or bad guy. Now, as a fan favorite, because it, it does sound like that you are, when, you, when you're wrestling, we all know that crowd response and crowd action is what we want, whether it be a good reaction, whether they cheer you, or whether they boo you. Yep. When you're working the crowd is your favorite type of reaction. Do you prefer to be cheered all the time, booed all the time, or kind of like The Rock and Hogan when uh, half the audience was cheering for The Rock, half was cheering for Hogan? What is your feeling on that? So me preferred, I love the boos. I love, you know, the how could this person, like, who, oh, just the disgust and the hatred and the, oh, I love that. Because that's very hard to do. Um, because everybody does cool shit, so everything gets cheered. But to, for people to really hate you in 2018, so I, I, I that's kind of what I mostly look for. Answers your question. Sure, it does. Now. As a high, would you consider yourself a high flyer, a technical wrestler, or a mat wrestler? Um, I would say technical wrestler because I don't – see, the thing is, is where I am right now, the, I'm not complete. I'm not the complete product that I know I'm, I'm going to be in a few years. But right now, 
I'm in a building stage. So I'm doing, you know, a couple <clears throat> of cool moves, but mostly technical and um, mixed in with a little bit of mostly just technical. I feel like I shouldn't be anything but this and pretty basic until I'm complete as far as, like, my look and my size. Because I'm not trying to be 187 forever, you know. So you're more of a. So you're more like. Um, you're more like a Ric Flair or Brett the Hit yes. at heart compared Thank to you. a grunty style like Stone Cold Steve Austin or Braun Strowman. Right. Exactly. Now here, with that being said. Then, uh, Granny and Big Swing, I'll let you ask your questions. Then I'm going to hit them with the hard one. Every good wrestler has a great finishing maneuver. I already told you about mine, the junk punch him in mad business. I'm sure you can pretty much figure out how that works. Tell us what yours is, what the name of it is, and how it works. So the way it works is that I, I grab your head in a cravat. So that I could talk to you and I could convince you to join me or go to sleep. And I look into their eyes and if they accept, I let them go. But if they don't, I drop two knees in their face and give them that shut eye. That's, That's the finish. What is it called? It's shut eye. Should I? All right. Yep. I was going to say, if you didn't have a name for it. Interesting. The icon would be perfect there. You get it? Should I? Icon. Get it? Right. <laughs> well, I was hoping for a better response than that. But anyway. So, Granny, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, we have uh, the Henrik. Uh, we have uh, the Henrik I Rose with us. As our guest. We well, have it, well, a few first more of all, you know. Us. First of all, I just want our guests to know that I am not a wrestler. I am just a big, huge fan of the sport of this business. I've been a fan for many years. So, you know, when you were talking about, you know, getting the crowd reaction to boo you, it sounds like Granny would have a lot of fun talking a lot of smack to you because I don't like the heels. I give the heels (laughs) lots of grief. I mean, I've I've been handcuffed to managers in a match. Um, I had Tommy Dreamer using my fold-up cane on a uh, at a TCW match back in 2013 against Matt Riviera. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't like the heels. I mean, you know, but I, I could talk some pretty good smack to some wrestlers, you know. I've, I've had a, I've had a few, story, few experiences over the years, so it sounds like I'd have a lot of fun playing with you. But uh, well, my question like- is, I guess my question is, is... Well, one second. Hmm? And the thing is about Granny, the icon was able to give her weapon a name. It's called the Hurricane. Anyway, oh, go you're ahead. funny, icon. You're funny. You're funny. You're funny. Okay. That's right. That being said, what, I mean, or maybe who has been your most challenging opponent that you've ever faced? Well, challenging to me is someone that's not very um, developed, I guess. It's not cause, because if, when you face someone that's a veteran or has been doing this, oh, man, it's easy 
It's simple. It's not complicated. It's not frustrating. It's nothing difficult. It's easy. It's fun. But when you're facing someone that doesn't know what they're doing, and I had a match, it was a tag team match, four on four. I called. I called it all. And the thing is, the people just didn't execute, and they forgot what they had to do. And that was so difficult because I was like, oh, I'm part of this. Like, no. But I just accepted it as whatever. Everyone gave me grief. They were like, oh, you put this together. This is trash. And I was like, what? Okay, whatever. But, um, yeah, the tag team, a, a, a four-on-four tag team match was my most difficult, my most painful, my hardest match. Interesting. So, but I swing. Invite are you, you there with tickets. us? I invite you free tickets. I will give you personally free tickets to come watch me every, any Wednesday you want, eight p.m. Where? Well, where are you? Lo- where are you located at? First of all, Voorhees, Voorhees, New Jersey, the uh, old flyer. Oh, oh New Jersey. Okay, I live in Arkansas. <laughs> that would be quite a trip for Granny to have Dang. to make. <laughs> Well, no, big swing. Big swing I live, I live at now. You know, big swing is a little bit closer. He's in New York, but I live in Arkansas. You know, so oh, but man. maybe, maybe, maybe Granny could convince you to come to Oklahoma to some wrestling sometime. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll meet halfway, Granny. I got you. <laughs> and let me ask you this then. You know, you mentioned that, you know, Granny can get tickets. What about the icon? Isn't he one of your number one fans, too? Oh, the, the entire show can get free tickets. The entire show. And you know what? I'll even get you a drink and food or whatever you want because I want you all to enjoy. Sit back and enjoy what I do. I think we have a this. lot of fun. Let me ask you this. If I can get to New Jersey, and I want to yeah. do this because – Big Swing kind of owes me. Anyway, he's in New York, New Jersey. It, you know, they all they all have that uh, they all have that interesting uh, draw or whatever you want to call it, speech impediment. I don't know what the hell you call it. But anyway, yeah. here's what I would like to do. The icon would love to put on his gear and be your manager for one night and take you to the ring. And I guarantee you, you will not lose. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be uh that would be a lot of fun. That would be great. Okay, and here's the deal folks. It's on tape. You heard it. Now I just gotta be able to afford to get out there. Right. When I'm ready to come out there, I'll stay in contact with you. Because you gave me your right. phone number, I do believe, or maybe you didn't give me your phone number, did you? I don't I don't remember. Well you have my phone number now, eight four three, you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna... Well, no, don't say it. Don't say it on the air. Then our crazy, right. our crazy fans will call you. But what I want <laughs> you to do is uh, message, uh, send it to me on Messenger, and then I'll stay in touch with you. Word. There now, you go. That sounds good. Here is here's a tough question I ask every single wrestler that we have on. All right, go ahead. We all know that the WWE is the big dance. Yep. It's where all wrestlers want to go. Yep. However, when you get to the WWE, they say you can do this, they say you can do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. 
they basically control all aspects of aspects of your life. As an independent, you control your own destiny. Do what you want to do. Right. Go where you want. Wrestle where you want. Right. If the WWE were to call you up and say, "We want to offer you a million dollar contract for one year, or two years, or three years, or what have you," is the WWE something you want to do, or do you want to stay independently where you control your own destiny? So, <laughs> since I was uh, a kid, 12 years old, right? The old 12. Everyone's 12 years old. But I was 12, and I was watching SmackDown, and I watched Kurt Angle, Angle slam the big show through a table, and that was it. And I started amateur wrestling in high school and did music, and I did acting, and I did all the things you need to do. And I went to the gym, and I did all the things you need to do to be a wrestler because it doesn't matter if I'm in the WWE or Independence or wherever. I can be molded into whatever you want. Because I'm a wrestler. I'm a prepared wrestler. So if there's a certain thing we're doing, I got you. We're on, we're on the same page. We're on board. Give, just give me the layout. Tell me what we need to do, and I got you. But that's the thing. I do my thing, the Henrik, because I can do whatever I want right now. I have freedom, and I think this works for me because it gives me confidence. But if I have to go somewhere else and change my character for all that money, you think I'm not taking that? You're crazy. So here's my next question. This is where it gets a little difficult for you to answer. Right. When the WWE calls you and we see you on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or Ring of Honor or NXT, and I call you up and say, hey, this is the icon from Attitude Air Live podcast. Will you still be willing to talk to us, be our friend, be on the show, even if they say not to? Will you still talk to us and be our friend and not big time us? Um, here's the thing. If their contract says I can't, I'm sorry, bro. But if they, but whatever, wherever I go, if their contract says I can do shows or whatever, I'm down. I just don't want to step on toes because, like, the thing is, I'm such a by-the-book guy like like, when it comes to work, and it is a job. It's a job, and you've got to follow rules. Just like any other job, there's the, the rules. you got to follow the rules of WB or Ring of Honor or wherever you go. But if the rules don't say anything, then I'll do whatever. I don't, you know what I mean? So that's the thing. So I hope that doesn't, like, hurt you guys or make you feel some type of way, but I will stay in touch with you long as I you, – you think getting the WWE is like an overnight thing? It is not. It's hard work. Um, I still have to grind it out. I've only been doing this again for two and some change. So you got to at least do like the five years, brother, right? Right. We have the uh, the Henrik I. Rose uh, on the show here with us. We have six minutes or so left with him. Well, what I meant was, I'm not saying, you know, if they say you can't, you know, you can't come on the show, I'll understand that. But if I call you up just to say, hey, you know, if you're going to be in town, maybe I can get on your guest list or Granny could or the Big Swing could or, you know, you'll oh, still yeah. be our friend oh. that way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that'd be so dope. That'd be, that'd be really cool, of course. Um, I don't – I'm not too big for anyone. I'm still a human being. At the end of the day, we're all human beings, you know. So that's 
it's not like all of a sudden I'm like a, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, if we stay in touch, we stay in touch. Because the thing is, is like, people don't realize what you guys do is really helpful for guys like me. And any kind of publicity or any kind of mentions or whatever is a plus. So as long as you guys keep doing what you're doing and building your brand and building your name, it just helps me to stay in touch. And the other thing, I don't know if you're able to do this or not, but what we would like to do is we want to have, we definitely want to have you on again. That, right. That's a given. We definitely want to have you on again. But if you could hook us up with uh, any other wrestlers, any of your tag team partners, any wrestling valets that you have, anything like that, we'd be grateful. You could pass my information on, say, hey, check this guy out. You know, he's kind of a square. He's a, He's got the world's <laughs> biggest ego. He can't even wear a hat, which is true. I'll admit, because I, I just said it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'll, I have three other guys in my faction, and every single one of them automatically would love to, uh, I don't know, increase their, uh, build their stock or whatever. Um, but what about your other co-hosts? Like, don't you have, like, a third one or whatever? Well, it's the big swing. And, see, he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, which, oh, yeah. which means he his, his team. But they beat the Jaguars. Sucks, but, they, but they beat the yeah, Jaguars, though. Yeah, well, so. I'm a Vikings fan. You know, Granny Hulkster is a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And, and guess what I like? That. Guess what my team is? The, the Raiders? The Patriots. Hey! <laughs> Tom Brady. So then, so then you know as well as I do that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers suck, right? Yes. Yo, and he was talking so much trash. He looked at Tom like, yeah, I got you, bye. He's like, uh-huh, whatever. Shut See, down. here's the thing. Your team, and we'll we'll talk football for a little bit because uh, I I ran out of tough questions. But the Patriots and the Vikings <laughs> play this season. I'll be yeah, I'll sorry, be your friend every night, uh, every night of the year except that night. We are going to be enemies. Um, brother, I'm telling you, your quarterback is trash. He he's he's so inconsistent. Like, as long, thank God for your defense because if your defense good. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's just like, come on, Tom Brady, come on, like. And I will say like, this about I will say this about your team, the Patriots. They did lose last year in the Super Bowl to my uh, my friend God. Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. See, I'm from I'm from well, no, hear me out real quick. I'm from Fargo, North Dakota, the home of the NDSU Bison, who Carson Wentz played for. Right. And I'm I'm good friends with Carson. I'm not. I'm upset that they beat the Vikings last year, simoniously. But I will put. Oh, this it was out a blowout. Here. I was like, I was like, is this the Vikings or what, what are we looking at? <laughs> yeah, I will put this to you. You'll be able to tune in, ESPN right. two on January fifth. You will see North Dakota State University Bison versus whoever, as we are going for our seventh title in eight years, our seventh national championship in eight years. Well, there you go. That's hey, that's a pretty good streak. <laughs> right, and I'll tell you what, you can put it on your map right now because right now we are what? It's November fifth, and if that happens, 
everybody knows that I can see the future because it's going to happen. Well, so, we'll see what happens. Wrap, wrapping, up, <laughs> wrapping this up, because our next guest is going to be calling in here shortly. Wrapping this up. If our friends wanted to check you out, uh, do you have a Facebook? You got a Twitter? You got a YouTube? You got an Instagram? What do you got out there? All right. So, um, Facebook, um, the Henrik Iros, um, Instagram, I roared like roar. <laughs> um, I have a Twitter, the Henrik. Um, just literally just Google and or go to CCW. Dojo Wars, and yeah, 8 p.m. every Wednesday, come see me. I'm literally wrestling every week. And I will, if I can get out there to see you, I do want to walk you to the ring, and we'll work that out. If I can get out there, I'm def- we're definitely down on that. So, you know, I real quick here, you know, you mentioned the whole Roar thing. Uh, did you come out uh, to um, Terry Perry's song, You Hear Me Roar? I don't know what the full name of the song is, but you know what song I'm talking about? I do, but my entrance music is Pet by A Perfect Circle. That song captures what I'm trying to do with my faction, with my group, with my family. You're, you're going to understand it. So it's, pre- it's a pretty dope song. I got, I got, I got a cool idea. I think you'll like oh, yeah? it. Right. I think you'll like this. You le- if you let me walk you to the ring, how about this? You remember that introduction I gave you at the beginning of the show? Right. How about this? We do like Alberto Del Rio and I give you your own personal ring. Yo, uh, can you say it in a different language? <laughs> No, I can't. I I, I know uh, I know English. I'm just, fine with, I'm just messing with you. No, t- totally, dude. That would be great. That would be awesome. But you'd have to wear a suit, though. You'd have to wear a suit. You have to be like just like Ricardo Rodriguez. You know what I mean? Well, the icon do- <laughs> the icon doesn't wear suits. <laughs> so all right, okay. So anyway, well, I'll tell you what, uh, the Heinrich, uh, <clears throat> which is kind of weird for me to say that. The uh, Heinrich. Okay, sorry. Heinrich, what get out of here? <laughs> Heinrich, what is that? It's well, I'm Norwegian, so uh, I I got to keep up with my Scandinavian. Uh, For all the, the listeners Henrik, out there, I'm it's sure. Henrik, like a Hen- yeah, Henrik. I, I know. I'm just I'm just messing. <laughs> anyway, so we thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I sent you the information. Send me your information, your your phone number on the uh, on Messenger, and I'll be in contact with you. We'll get this going. If you could uh, send us the autographs and the shirt, we'll uh, use it for our December giveaways. And you have been awesome, and we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, join us. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, thanks for buddy. being have on. A great night. That was the Hendrick. I rose, not the Heinrich, the Hendrick. Sorry. I was just trying to keep up with my Scandahoovian um, heritage. Anyway. I can't. We've actually got two numbers on. A, we do. We have, yeah, we have a 609 and a 401. Well, let me tell you which one to put on because our guest should be calling in here shortly. Uh, let me see if I can find out what area code he's coming 
Uh, it should be 401 is our next guess. All right. Well, we got a 609 on as well, so it could be a uh, – unless that's the third guess, it could be just a random caller who wants to ask something. So I'll put them through first because if not, they're going to be waiting for another 25 minutes. So 609, oh. caller, what's up? Hey, this is Ike Phillips. Ike Phillips. Oh, okay. It is. Uh, you're you're actually calling in a week early. A week early? Yeah, aren't you? Uh, I was scheduled for it right now. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I can't. What did you do? That's right. If you want me to call back next week, I can call back next week. No, 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 no. Stay on, stay on, stay on. Hold on a second. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Hold on one second, and I'll give you the. I'll give you your introduction. You want to put the other caller through, and then we'll uh, we'll let them know what's going on real quick. Well, they they can hear everything. I can. That's that's when they're on mute. So they, I think, no. But if you want to explain it to them, you can. Okay. Well, Mike, I screwed up. My fault. I'll tell you what. We will get to you at uh, in a in after this interview with uh, with Ike Phillips. Okay. My fault. I screwed up. I could have swore I thought I set you up for next week, but let, let me, me double check. Let me see. Uh, yeah, November twelfth. So which one am I doing, Ike? Uh, which I which one are we keeping up? Yeah, can, can we have you on next week, Ike? Yeah, that's no problem. All right, sorry about that, because I thought I had you scheduled for the 12th. So, yeah, I, I, I said uh, said next Monday night. Uh, that was next Monday night. Yeah, originally I said November 12th. That's all right. Uh, that's my fault. All right, Icon, which which week. number? I'll which number guys, am I I'll talk to you guys on? next week. I'm sorry about that. All right, okay. All right. All right. So now put on the other number, and then I'll introduce him. Sorry. That's fine. He's on. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our real second combatant of the night. We are honored to have Double M with us tonight. He is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate wrestling observer, wrestling compassionist, he is the one, the only, Mike Bezier. Hey, Mike. hey, guys. Hey, guys, it's your buddy, it's your pal, Mike Messier of MikeMessier.com, and everyone, you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your esteemed host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and the Granny Hulkster brother. I'm very happy to be here. I, I'm on time. I... You know, your show is so popular, you've got guests coming on a week early. I mean, it makes me think if uh, back in the day on The Tonight Show, if uh, Andy Kaufman or or somebody came on a week early, it would be very exciting if you just had guests picking their spots. But I'm glad to be here. Uh, very exciting to be here with you guys talking wrestling once again, and, and thanks for having me. Well, Mike, I'll let you know what's, uh, what the issue is here. Uh we usually have a three guest night and my third guest who is in the UK thought that I was calling him at 10:15 their time which it would be in the morning but it's actually night our time so my question is before we go on if uh, you'd be willing to be on for longer than the standard 30 minute time 
I can go all night, guys. I mean, I've got I'm, – I'm here for you guys and for the folks that are listening. We just want to provide a good conversation about the relevant topics of the day. And you know me, I, I love the history of pro wrestling too, especially the golden years that I remember. So anything – if we go back in the time machine and revisit past issues or talk about, you know, some of my friends from, from the past that are no longer with us, like Ox Baker or Brian Danovich, I'm happy to do that as well, or even Eliminator John Cronus. I don't know if you, knew, you guys knew that I actually uh, made a film with John Cronus a couple of years before he died. So, I mean, I've got some stories to tell, so we can, we can talk about whatever you guys want. Awesome. We have Mike Messier here. Uh, he's our guest. And we'll have him on as uh, long as uh, we can have him until either uh, he gets ticked off at us or we run out of questions. But we'll see what happens. Anyway, so what uh, what we usually do here is after I introduce the guests like I did, we uh, usually let them give us a little background about themselves, and then we ask them the tough questions. So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, we'll ask you some questions. I got into watching wrestling as a, as a young child, and, um, you know, one of my early dreams as a kid, and we all have, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up, a firefighter or an army guy, or, you know, kids say that type of stuff. I actually had a dream. I remember articulating it once. I think my mom asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I actually said a sportscaster, and that, I guess, was a little before I got into wrestling, but when I got into wrestling... I didn't really see myself being a wrestler per se, but I, I just loved it. And I wanted to be a wrestling writer. And, and I'm talking about the Dan Shockett, Eddie Elner, pro wrestling illustrated type of people. Um, and that was before that, you know, I'm sure Dave Meltzer was around back in those days, but he wasn't as commonly known. Um, when I got a little bit older, I got into college. I said, you know what? I want to work behind the scenes in wrestling, but if I ever, feel that I have an opportunity to work behind the scenes in wrestling, whether it's part of the creative writing team or the booker, whatever it would be, I better feel that I can look at any wrestler and say, hey, I've wrestled a couple of matches. I know what it's like. I didn't want to be a full-time wrestler, but I wanted to have a few matches. I got involved with a group called Power League Wrestling, and pretty much just what I said, I had a few matches. I, I, I never claimed to be a former wrestler. I, I don't qualify myself as that. But I do say I had a few matches. I know what it's like to be in the ring. It's an adrenaline rush. It's fun. It's physically demanding. I never had anywhere near the schedule that the current WWE roster or New Japan or Ring of Honor never had a roster, never had a, never had a schedule like that. Don't get me wrong. But I did wrestle a few matches. I, I do proudly say that the Mad Dog Mike Messier wrestling character is, is a, a wrestler that lost a retiring match and stayed retired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, uh, the Saudis weren't paying me millions of dollars to come out of retirement like Shawn Michaels. So I, I've stayed retired uh, through my retirement match. Um, but I did become a pretty, pretty darn uh, good uh, ring announcer. I'm watching my language uh, here for the time being anyway. But I became a pretty well, okay, great. A pretty, pretty, pretty damn good ring announcer. Um, I also started doing some commentary, and I, I continued building that wrestling resume and was really knocking down the door for WWE because, as we all know, at some point, you know, 2001, WWE became literally the only guy in town. Um, and, of course, there was TNA, but they, they were a much smaller uh, group. Finally had a creative writing uh, opportunity 
uh, through the mail in 2002, uh, didn't get hired. I don't even think they read my, uh, my resume and my storyline that I submitted to WWE in 2002. It was solicited. Uh, they did allow me to send them some stuff, but I don't think they even read it. 2007 comes, and of course, that's the year when uh, the summer of Benoit, for lack of a better term, it was a tough time to be a wrestling fan. It was a tough time for the industry, especially for WWE. If ever uh, TNA was going to strike, it would have been 2007 with all that bad publicity on the Benoit case. But in any event, I had my job interview for the creative writing team in 2007. Uh, long story short, the gods of weather were not on my side. There was a storm uh, coming to Stanford, Connecticut that day. And uh, the person who I was never given the name of, but basically they, they used the term uh, she, as in female, uh, was not able to meet with me as hoped and planned uh, for the creative writing team. I did meet with a guy in uh, human resources who I would gently refer to as a weeder, meaning he was there to you know, weed out uh, people that were serious and people that weren't. But long story short, I, I don't think I got a fair shake um, in 2007. And um, I learned a little bit about the company. At that time, I said, you know, hey, I've been in Titan Tower. I, I, I've seen what it's like. It, it was kind of a depressing time for the industry. Um, I did notice in Titan Tower that they still had a lot of rock and stone cold um, artifacts, as in like stuffed animals, action figures. Like This was 2007, so the big names were Cena and Edge and Batista, but they were still kind of holding on to the rock and stone cold, which I found interesting, if not disappointing. Uh, long story short, didn't get hired. Um, I try to get back in with WWE for another interview over the years. I've, I've even met in person, you know, guys like Kevin Dunn, very briefly, uh, Jim Ross, uh, Cena himself. Um, but you know what, guys, it's, it's really a tough business to break into. Um, for every person, you know, like a Freddie Prince Jr. who has that Hollywood experience, there's someone like Mike Messier who probably knows a hell of a lot more than Freddie about wrestling. But, you know, for whatever reason, they don't particularly want to hire wrestling people. You know, like that's been well documented uh, through people with more experience with that company than me. Um, I'm still friends with a lot of wrestlers. I've worked with Kevin Nash in, in a couple of films, one of which I co-wrote, which was The Manor. Uh, Kevin Nash plays Father Thomas in that role. Uh, I have a scene with Kevin Nash. I had a scene with Meryl Streep in a movie called Hope Springs. I've had a scene with uh, Wesley Snipes and Sybil Shepherd in a movie I played Sybil's son uh, in called uh, Hard Luck. Um, ironically enough, I've had more success um, in film than I ever have in wrestling. But there's something about wrestling that just keeps me, keeps bringing me back. You know what I mean? And And sometimes I... I feel like if I put the amount of energy I put into wrestling that I really am more suited for, like uh, theater and film, I might be more successful in life. And so about a year and a half ago, I started doing wrestling videos on YouTube. Uh, Mike's Pro Wrestling Rants. It's easy enough to find. Go to YouTube, Mike Messier, M-E-S-S-I-E-R. And I started doing rants. Um, and my, my first real dedicated wrestling rant was for the group Cult of Kayfabe where they were kind of debating the Big Show's career. And I jumped in the mix, and I said, hey, I think the WWE screwed up Big Show's career. And some guys really took issue with that. Like, they really thought I was nuts. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to just sit here and type a bunch of words. I want to cut a promo. I'm going to cut a video about how they screwed up the Big Show's career. 
And that video was the first one I did uh, with a dedicated topic. And the Cult of Kayfabe guys, for the most part, didn't like it, which just inspired me to keep doing more. You know, <laughs> once you get that heel heat, man, you keep coming back. So that's the long and the short of it. 200-something wrestling lamps later, um, I've been on the Vince Russo show. Uh, Vince Russo had me on his show uh, where I talked about the Greatest Royal Rumble, and me and Vince Russo talked about uh, my experience with um, bipolar illness and how I, I've learned to kind of question that diagnosis. I've learned to question medications and the medications of, this, of the entire world, to be quite honest with you. And Vince Russo and I shared a lot of things in common. Uh, both of us have gone through depression, but there's a whole world there, guys, of you know medications that are being overdiagnosed to people. And, and that's a different issue than wrestling, but in some ways it overlaps because, in my opinion, Wrestling is a medication. Wrestling is a, uh, it's an escapism medication that a lot of us are taking uh, willingly. And sometimes we have to say, hey, is 20, 30, 40, 50 hours of pro wrestling a week, especially WWE, good for us? Does that make our own lives better? Or is it just our eyeballs on Vince's product, which a lot of us are hate watching, to be quite honest, and does that help our own lives, or does it just take away from it? Uh, I hope I answered your question. I gave you the long-form answer, but, you know, we got a lot to talk about, so that's that's pretty much what I got for you guys. But MikeMessier.com always has more info about what I'm doing with film and so forth. Well, Mike Messier is our guest here, and we have, well, 45 minutes or so with him, so we're going to make this uh, work here. Now, how would you – you know, you mentioned you wanted to be a writer and you wanted to be in the, the back scenes of the wrestling business. How would you compare yourself to someone, say, like Vince Russo, who everybody likes to blame for the downfall of the WCW? Well, I mean, how would I compare myself as a person or as a writer? Both. Well, as a person, I think Vince Russo and I get along great. I mean, I think... Um, if you happen to catch the promo, which is on, you know, Mike, you know, with Vince Russo and Jeff Lane's permission, I use the two and a half minute clip of what's been come to be known as the promo on my YouTube page. Um, and then, you know, the day after that, I was on the Russo show with like four or five other guys, Cole Scharf, Bin Hameen, uh, Vin, uh, Vince, I'm sorry, and myself and a couple other guys. And then the next day, I got a great email from Vince Russo inviting me to be a one-on-one guest on uh, Bucket Full of Chicken Necks, which is his, you know, one-on-one um, podcast, which, you know, for, as far as I can tell, I was the first guest ever on that show. I thought it was just a, just Vince talking about his life, his family and stuff. So Vince invited me to be on his show, and we bonded. I mean, in my book, I mean, we talked for an hour uh, straight on camera, and then we talked for probably another 10 or 20 minutes off camera. Uh, Vince and I have exchanged a couple of phone calls and a couple of emails. I'm really enjoying his new show with uh, Matt Kuhn, which is it's kind of Vince Russo's side of events. I mean, we've all heard, uh, you know, at least I, I like Conrad and, and Bruce's show, uh, you know, something to wrestle. And so this is kind of, you know, Vince Russo's take on some of the same topics, but also different. So I like Vince Russo personally. As far as the writing goes, What I wanted to bring to the table was really nothing – it wasn't a backlash against the Attitude Era, 
what I was trying to bring to the table specifically in 2002 was you had all these guys. You had this whole infusion of talent, WCW, ECW. I mean, you had people like Lance Storm who really had not much to do. I mean, they had, they had Lance Storm. His gimmick became that he had no gimmick and that he was boring. And you had, you know, all these talented wrestlers more so than you ever had under one roster. My idea, and I, and I don't want to give away the idea because I'm still holding on that maybe, you know, Anthem Wrestling or, or MLW or, you know, who knows, and New Japan. Some other group might want my idea, and I can sell it to them or work with them for it. My idea, though, in a nutshell, was to organize the giant roster of talent available in a way that nobody looked, nobody was a jobber, and it was competitive. And maybe I'll just leave it at that. Like, my, my way was more like an organizational thing rather than, you know, Vince Russo. And, and I do, but Vince Russo had that concept, too, because when Vince Russo worked with, say, like, Crash Holly or Hardcore Holly, Vince Russo always wanted every wrestler on the card, even the dying days of WCW that he was there, he wanted every wrestler to have an angle or a storyline. And a lot of people will tell you that Vince McMahon – uh, really just cares about what's Stone Cold doing, pal? What's Hulkster doing, pal? What's Cena up to? Like, he just cares about the main event, where a guy like Vince Russo or even Mike Messier, how do we make these 50 talents work? And these days, you probably have 80 or 85 talents, if you really count the 205 Live and the women's rosters and everybody. You get a whole lot of talent there. What I was trying to do, guys, was organize that talent. And maybe they just didn't appreciate that. Who knows? Well, or as Vince Russo would say, bro, bro, this is what we're doing. Bro, this is what, you know. <laughs> See, here, here's the thing about Vince Russo. Now, I like Vince Russo. And I've been trying to get him on my show. I don't know if he doesn't like to do other podcasts or if he doesn't like me or whatever. I don't know how much contact you have with him. But if you could send my information his way, I would be more than grateful to you. I would be in debt to you for the rest of my life to be able to talk to Vince Russo. I've did everything. I've contacted his publishers. I've contacted his website. I've contacted this, that, the other. I, I get nothing, you know. Let's do this. When when this link gets up, like a permanent link. I'll copy and paste the link. I'll send Vince a personal email. Explain that we talked favorably about Vince and favorably be you ask fair questions, hard questions, and I say, hey Vince, these guys are serious, and why don't you come on their show and and talk about yourself and answer some of their questions? And of, of course, I will give him another opportunity to talk about his new show, uh, Truth or Consequences, with Matt Coon. So I mean, I would say this, guys, and it's 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 nothing about Vince. It's just in general. I think sometimes what happens is with people in media in general, sometimes they feel like if they overexpose or if they talk about the same thing too much or whatever, that can be a conflict of interest. But I, I, I would tend to think that Vince would like to talk with you guys, so I will pass on the link. But, uh, yeah, there you go. And, and, here, and let them know this. What I would do is I would set it up far enough in advance, a couple months, I, and what I would do is we would just have – him as the guest for the entire time, just talking about wrestling and going over all the myths that there are of Vince Russo, because there, 
here's here's the thing about Vince Russo. From the hand that he was dealt when he got to WCW, and you can have a listen to this show. The hand that he was dealt in WCW, his hand was tied from the very beginning. They wanted results now. They wanted results today. This, that. And finally, when he had a chance to get the ratings up with what he was doing, they brought in Eric Bischoff. They didn't give him the chance to make it happen. And the the thing that I hear people saying how bad Vince Russo was this, this, and that, and you hear Eric Bischoff on his show, 83 Weeks, and his podcast and saying that Vince Russo was a one-trick pony. That is not fair to Vince Russo. Vince Russo was a revolutionary. Vince Russo had ideas in his head. And when he left the WWE and he went to WCW, I was like, okay. And I'm not just saying this because I want him on the show. I'm saying this because I do believe this from my heart, that I thought the WCW was going to rebound because of all of Vince Russo's, I mean, they were crazy ideas, don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, like the Judy Bagwell on, on, on a forklift match, and I've talked to Buff Bagwell about that. It, it, it's just revolutionary. All this stuff that he did was so far out there and so cool. If they would have just let him do with what he was doing, they would they would have succeeded. They probably wouldn't have been able to trump the WWE in the ratings, but they would have been more competitive if they would have let him go with it instead of hog-tying him like they did. And I think it's wrong what they did to him. Well, you make a great point. And if you really think about that era, especially, we were talking about the days of South Park, you know, and the days of um, World Team America. And that was the pop culture, was cutting-edge, revolutionary, Howard Stern-type stuff. And and if you really think about it, everything you said makes is a great point. So I'll definitely share this link with, with Vince um, the Eric, you know, and, and Bischoff and Russo just did, did not click, um, and so on and so forth. But let's talk. Uh, let's talk about what I'm up to, guys, because I mean, um, we could sit here and talk about Vince Russo all day. But but let's uh, put some Mike Messier well, into well, the that system. Was the, uh, that was actually going to be. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder there. But that was actually going to be my next <laughs> question. And I know that uh, Granny and uh, Big Swing have a few questions too. Before we uh, get to what you're up to now. Uh, can we have Granny and Big Swing ask you questions? They got one first, real quick. Of course. Go ahead, Big Swing, if you're there. And we have Mike Messier. He is our guest, and he is the coolest guest we've had so far this month. And I love it. So, Granny, Big Swing, go ahead. What do you got? Well, I was waiting for Big Swing to ask something. Uh, Granny, you go ahead first, then. Wow. Wow, I, I've just been enjoying listening to this interview. I mean, this man sounds absolutely amazing. Now, just so you know, Mike, I am not a wrestler. I am just a huge fan of the wrestling business myself. I've been a fan for a long time, and I got this little nickname, gimmick name, whatever you want to call it. I got this gimmick name from a former coworker of mine because I do love wrestling. And I've got a, I have a really good friend that made me my original granny shirt, which I still have. It says, what you going to do when granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? That I started wearing the independent wrestling shows. And that's how kind of granny Hulkster 
became about in I love the world it. of independent great. wrestling shows. So, um, gosh, I I am just kind of at a loss for questions here. I've just been listening to him talk, and just, this man sounds absolutely amazing, Icon. I mean, I'm just not sure what I could really ask him that. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a Granny Hulkster thing. I'll, if I could just jump in, when I think of Granny Hulkster, I think of uh, September. What was it? September 1994, Clash of the Champions, uh, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. And during that match on the shoot level, there was a fan in the front row. Must have been a hardcore NWA WCW fan. It was a grandmother apparently who took like her 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 walking cane and she whacked Hulk Hogan over the head with it a couple of times. And, I remember, um, you, I remember that oh match. It's so was great. That, I wonder actually, if <laughs> uh, that was actually Grady Hulkster's twin sister, actually. Well, I mean, and see, see, that's the thing. And, and there's a movie and, and I get no commission from any of this stuff, everybody, but mid Atlantic memories. Okay. I got that DVD movie and I watched it and, the movie starts with Ole Anderson and Ole's, you know, older at this point in the movie. It's a documentary about the old mid Atlantic NWA wrestling. And Ole Anderson's talking about all the times the fans beat him up or the fans tried to beat him up. And he said that he got punched, he got kicked, he got spat on. And he said that the, the, the most dramatic time he ever got attacked by the fan was when someone stabbed him with a knife in the chest because it came close to his heart. And boom, oh, wow. cut to the opening credits. And uh, that Mid-Atlantic Memories movie, um, I just want to say that, unfortunately, this is when we, we really had to keep time with our lives in such perspective and value our precious moments. Because my buddy Brian Danovich, who was on Tough Enough, uh, the $250,000 Tough Enough, or the Million Dollar Tough Enough, Brian invited me to visit him last July up in New Jersey. And, um, he, you know, I was telling him about that movie I just told you about. And Brian asked me to bring the DVD, but I've literally got like 500 wrestling DVDs and I couldn't find a DVD in time from when I had to drive up to New Jersey to see Brian. And he's like, Hey, did you bring that Mid-Atlantic memories? Like, ah, man, I didn't, I couldn't find it. You know, it was was somewhere in my DVDs. We'll just have to watch it another time. And, you know, me and Brian had a great weekend. And then the guy was dead a month later. You know, and that's a shoot. I mean, um, so it's been a, it's it's been kind of a rough year for wrestling. I mean, there's been some real top wrestlers. I think this year, uh, Bruno passed away. Uh, Dick Slater a couple of weeks ago, um, and you know uh, sometimes. Terrific Tim, uh, uh, Tim Lawler, or what was his name? Uh, he was supposed to be a guest on our show, and. Uh, uh, one second here. Let me let me get his name. I'm Are you sure talking you know. about Jerry Lawler's son, Icon? Brian Christopher? Oh, Brian Christopher. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, Brian, Brian Christopher, but terrific Tim Lawler, uh, Jerry Lawler's cousin. Uh, he had passed. He was supposed to be a guest on our show, and unfortunately, uh, the here, I, I didn't tell anybody this. I'll share this real quick. Terrific Tim Lawler was supposed to be on our show. Uh, on the Monday night, and he went into the hospital because he was having issues again, and he passed away the next day. Wow. Wow. And, um, you know, not not to make this a, a, a sad part of the show, but Smith Hart as well was going to be a guest on our show, and, 
he was supposed to be on with us on Monday night, and then he couldn't because he wasn't feeling well. And then the next week, I found out that he, that he passed away. But we had, we his son was nice enough to come on with us. So, you know, it's you know it it was it was sad for me because I was able to uh, become friends with these these guys, and then now they're gone. You know. It's it's and like I say I don't want to I don't want to turn this into a sad part of the show, but I just wanted to share that, you know. Well, I can share a really stuff. funny story. I can share a really funny story when you talk about how important the fans are at a wrestling event. There was a, a organization called Traditional Championship Wrestling that used to run here in Arkansas, and this was the last show they did in 2013. And Tommy Dreamer was at that event, and he was part of an eight-man tag team match. And it came down to – it was Tommy Dreamer, Scott Phoenix, uh, King Shane Williams, and Americos against the Empire. And it came down to Matt Revere and Tommy Dreamer. Well, at that time, I was having to walk with a cane because I was getting ready to have uh, my first knee replacement surgery. And Tommy – came and grabbed my cane out of my hand and used my cane on Matt Riviera during the match. And the commentator's like, oh, my gosh, he's got Grady Holkster's cane. And they still show the old reruns of TCW down in the Little Rock area on TV. And I was at a lot of those events, and they always made sure that Granny was, like, front and center, always on camera, and I, I still, to this day, I still have people come up to me and message me on Facebook and say, hey, aren't you that lady that was on TCW in the yellow shirt, you know? And it's amazing how many people. I, I never thought that this name would have stuck with me all these years like it has. That's great. That's great. You know, and I, I, I know Tommy Dreamer a little bit, and, you know, Tommy Dreamer is a real great guy, and he, he – He's a guy who gets it. Tommy Dreamer, you know, he lived, breathed, and he'll, you know, not to get morbid, but he'll die uh, a pro wrestler through and through. Just a guy who, you know, loves the industry and has contributed with the House of Hardcore. And uh, a friend of mine, David Gear, um, got Tommy in some of the movies down in Connecticut. And uh, my other buddy, Tommy Danucci, who was with tonight, uh, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Danucci, and I went to Denny's uh, not too long ago and had a nice meal. And Tommy Dreamer is just a cool, down-to-earth guy. Uh, he loves wrestling. He loves uh, football as a fan. And uh, he's just a cool dude. I've actually had dinner with Tommy Dreamer when TCW did a show in Nashville. A bunch of the wrestlers and a bunch of the fans went to the Waffle House next to the hotel that we were staying at down there in Nashville. And I've actually had dinner with Tommy Dreamer. I've had dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's another one of my favorites that I've seen on many occasions over the years. Yeah, Hacksaw is a cool guy, too. Uh, He did a show for us in a group I used to work with called Top Rope Promotions. And and Hacksaw is a real nice guy, too. And, you know, the thing is, um, for me, you know, Kind of have I, I just say I just say it like this. I think I've had like one toe in the world of of professional wrestling as far as actually making a living doing it. Um, but I've 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 the thing that kind of bothers me about wrestling, and I and I don't know if this is where we're going to head with this, but we can. Well, I'll tell you what. Before it, before you do that, before you do that, I'm going to ask you this question. 
Okay, because it, it may be going into what you're about to talk about, so I'm going to ask that question. That way I don't forget what sure. I was going to ask you. And then we'll get into what you're doing now because we have, well, basically 40 minutes here left with you. If you can stick on, I hope you can. I can stick uh, on, sure. Go for it. We're just going to roll through the segment. Now, you know, you mentioned how they they ruined the big show's career. Let me ask you this. Do you think they're they're ruining the careers of – Braun Strowman, do you think they're ruining the career of Roman Reigns with the crap that they're doing? What barring the barring the leukemia thing, that's something completely different. But from to this point to now, do you think they they did some damage to their careers? Well, okay, I'll take that uh, two different people. So let's take them one by one. Uh, you asked Braun first, and I'd say yeah, I'd say they are. I mean, I'd say Braun six months ago, a year ago. Um, you know, headed into that, what was it, SummerSlam a year ago that Braun got a one-on-one match against Brock uh, Lesnar, and even there was a four-man match. I think it was like Braun, I want to say Braun, Roman, Samoa Joe, and Brock, if that was it. And maybe there was another one that had six guys with like, you know, throw Bray Wyatt in there or something. But, I mean, a year ago at this time, Braun Strowman was over with a big capital O. And someone did the statistics. It, it, it was one of the, the podcast guys. It might have been, um, you know, J.D. from New York or my buddy, you know, uh, Joe Cronin or somebody was saying, or Wrestle Talk. Someone was saying that, you know, he's basically, Braun is 0-4 against Lesnar and 0-5 in universal title matches. Uh, you know, we're talking big-time pay-per-view matches, not just some house show match. And it's like, hey, guys, this is your creation. You know, meaning WWE creative, Vince McMahon, Triple H, whoever, Stephanie, whoever you want to put the blame on. But you've created this guy. You actually, meeting Braun Strowman, you actually got somebody over that people enjoyed watching. And it seems like for whatever reason, and we've never heard anything about Braun Strowman being unprofessional. I mean, the only third, <laughs> the only story you heard was he and uh, Kurt Angle's ex-wife, uh, you know, Karen Jarrett, had a little skirmish in the bar. Just a, a funny little thing that happened. But you never heard anybody say anything bad about Braun Strowman. He was on St- Steve Austin's podcast. He sounded like a real gracious gentleman, a young guy who loves the business and is trying to do things the right way. But they seem to take almost a morbid pleasure in constructing characters and then deconstructing them before our very eyes. And I just don't get it. So I would say, I don't know. I I wouldn't say that Braun's past the point of redemption, but I I do have raw protests going on folks. Hashtag raw protests, but I I won't lie to you. I did catch a glimpse of raw today at at a friend's house tonight. And when Braun comes out now and he's chasing Baron Corbin around, it reads as empty. It reads as, um, this guy can't back it up. And, and yes, we know it, kayfabe. We know it's a work, blah, blah, blah. But when you have a guy take five F5s and lose his chance at a title, and the only real, yeah, but that he has, as Shane Douglas would say, is that Baron Corbin hit him in the back of the head with a belt and that softened him up a little bit. Um, so what? I mean, his character rings empty. So I'm going to say yes. Braun Strowman's been uh, damaged. I don't know if damaged beyond repair, but damaged. Uh, your second question about Roman Reigns—that's a tough one. I'm going to say this. Um, I wonder if you know Triple H, Vince, Stephanie, whomever, 
if they knew about the leukemia issue with Roman going in, maybe they looked at Roman, said, hey, we got a guy who might be on borrowed time or, or we got a guy, not, not for his life, but we got a guy who he's healthy now, but he does have this condition. It's in remission, but he might only have 10 years with the company. He might have five years with the company. We don't know. Let's get his main event card or his bump card or whatever you want to call it. Let's, let's use this guy as our main event guy as long as we have him, and then we'll deal with it day by day. And I hate to think that way, but that's the only way I can think because looking at the booking they did with Roman, it wasn't particularly good. He 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 was a character that kind of came in strong with the Shield, you know, 2011 or 2012, and then because they crammed him down our throats, he became a a good guy who was easy to dislike, and it was unfortunate for him, his character, the fans. And really, it goes back to that Daniel Bryan WrestleMania when people really wanted to see Daniel Bryan in there with Brock or with whomever, and they gave the nod to to Roman. But at the end of the night, Seth Rollins walked away with the belt at that time. You know what I mean? So I would say, uh, yeah, I'd agree. If 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 you're saying that, I do. I do definitely think they screwed up Braun quite a bit. I think with Roman, it's a little more complicated, depending on the factors that we'll probably never know for sure, one way or the other. And let me ask you this. Now that Brock Lesnar has become the champion again, and I'm gonna this is a two part question. And we have Mike Messier, he is our guest. Uh we have well we have about twenty five minutes here left with you. Do you feel that Brock Lesnar does not deserve this is a two part question, like I say. Does he Deserve or not deserve to be champion is the first question. And do you think with what they're doing with the championship belts now are diminishing every single title? I would say he does not deserve to be WWE Universal Champion. And uh, what what exactly do you mean by what they're doing with the titles? Uh, what do you mean by that? By having two titles on two different shows? Is that what you mean? No, no. The fact that you know, it used to be on every pay-per-view, you know, they're, they're, every title used to be up for grabs, and, you know, they they used to mean something. Now, the universal title, now that Brock Lesnar has it, even what he had before, for instance, he had the title for 400-plus up-teen days, whatever it was, and he defended the title maybe five times. My question is, do you feel that the titles are being diminished because they don't put any effort into uh, having them being uh, wrestled for anymore. I will, I will go one step further. I will go one step further, which is I think by having what I call the Bruno belt, out of respect to Bruno, and that's the one that AJ Styles currently has on SmackDown, and by having this universal title, which really only came around when, 2015? Um, I think by having two... <laughs> Top of the card singles championships, um, when clearly the emphasis is on the universal title, even though, by my memory, Dean Ambrose was the Bruno Belt, you know, WWE champion and went over to SmackDown. And so basically they just convoluted the title real quick and, and initially had Finn Balor, who got injured, and so on and so forth, and so on and so forth. And even Goldberg had a run with the universal title. In my mind, the universal title 
really shouldn't have, I mean, if you look at the lineage of it, it's not very good. I mean, you've got a couple of injuries. You've got a couple of, you know, um, title reigns that weren't so great with Brock. And you're comparing that to the AJ Styles championship, which uh, typically for the last year or so has been fifth match on the card, sixth match on the card. You know, Ginger Mahal had it for a year, and, and Ginger seemed to be doing okay after a while. But what did they do with Ginger? With Ginger, I mean, well, they gave this guy a, a six or eight month title reign, and right before they had that big match in India, which was supposed to be Ginger versus Triple H, uh, they took the title away from Ginger, which made very little sense. Um, so I, I would go. I would say that the belts are diminished. Um, yes, because of the amount of title defenses or the lack thereof. But I'd say for me, the core evil of it or the core problem is just the fact that there's two championships when you only need one, um, in my book. And, you know, I don't know if you heard this or not, but the the fact that SmackDown is going to be going to Fox is the rumor. I don't know. I, it sounds like it's going to be true, but the thing is, the rumor is, since they are going to Fox, they will no longer have a brand split when it goes to Fox in 2019. Have you heard that? Uh, I, I think I did hear that. I saw that rumor, and I do believe it's a done deal as far as SmackDown. I, and I'm not sure the status of Raw right now, but I think it's a done deal. I don't think it's a rumor um, anymore. And so there's there's another train of thought. And Here's the thing about wrestling fans, especially WWE fans. We're so forgiving to the WWE that we're willing to come up with scenarios they haven't even heard of. And one scenario is maybe they're just dogging it for now. Maybe maybe they're literally producing bad wrestling for the time being, you know, holding off their best creative guns for when they go to Fox or, or and and I've made the joke a few times that it's like the producers, that old, you know, uh, was it a Mel Brooks play, a stage play, or which is um, maybe they're doing such lousy wrestling now because they're trying to get their ratings so low to collect insurance? You know, maybe you know, like what what are they doing sometimes? Um, so yeah, I, I've I've heard I've heard what you've heard basically, and and the thing is we don't really know. A lot of these times, like you know, look, I mean, I hear the Dave Meltzer, the Brian Alvarez's, all those people, and. Do we do we think we know or do we know? And the, usually the answer is we don't know. And sometimes the people that are running the show they don't know either, you know. And and that's kind of the funny thing sometimes. Right. You know. And with me, and you know, you I I, I think you know me because you know we we we've been friends now for a while. And I hope yeah. you know this is this is kind of my low self esteem talk. And I hope you do consider me a friend. But the oh, thing totally. is, the thing is. I've been through the Legends era, the New Generation, the Attitude era, the PGA era, and I call it the what the fuck are they doing era right now. Pardon my language. That's what I call it. I don't blame you. Let me, let me, ask, let me ask the panel this because, you know, I find myself, and this I'm guilty. I'm going to raise my hand guilty on this, that I, I find such – I don't know, such such lack of enjoyment with WWE or just a running gag of disappointment. But I, I will I'll raise my hand in guilt. I am currently watching uh, WCW sold out from 1998. 
And uh, I just watched Halloween Havoc from 1998. But my, my, I guess my point is, panel, um, do you guys watch, like, Anthem Wrestling or MLW or New Japan? Do you, do you watch other promotions on a regular basis, current stuff, non-WWE? Um, I, I try to, but I find myself kind of turned off from those promotions too, but I'm, I'm trying to get into something. Do you, do you, does the panel watch anything else besides WWE? Well, I'll take that first. Uh, then, Granny, then you can go. Uh, the thing is, you know, when I was a kid, I wish they had this much wrestling now uh, that, that they do now that back then. Because back then, the only thing I had was superstars on Saturday morning. That's the only wrestling I had. Now right. you got NXT, you got SmackDown, and you know if they had this much wrestling when I was a kid, I'd be I'd be into everything. And to be honest with you, now I'm not. I watch I watch Monday Night Raw, uh, and I usually watch on because I recorded. I watch it on right. replay because I fast forward through the commercials and all the BS, which there's a lot of BS. And SmackDown, I'll maybe if I hear something interesting happen, I'll watch I'll watch it. But basically, I skim through it to see what's going on. It's just, it, 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 it's just sad to me what is going on with wrestling nowadays. Granny, go ahead. What do you got? Occasionally, I'll come across um, um, episodes of Ring of Honor where I live in Arkansas, and I don't get to watch. Uh, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to watch New Japan wrestling, but. Um, I know there's a wrestling. Uh, they just started it on WGN a few weeks ago, and I I just came across. Uh, it's called Ring Warriors, and it's. Uh, I have a good friend that does interviewing for them. Um, like I said, I it's like an hour. They have an hour on Saturday mornings. I have not got to watch it yet, but um, I'm kind of like you know I really get bummed out because. You know, you were mentioning, Mike, about, you know, how the WWE pushes certain people down our throats. Well, you know, I'm not a big Brock Lesnar fan. I never have been. And, you know, I hated the fact that they put the title back on him, you know, especially because he hardly ever shows up. He shows up when he wants to. Now, you know, it, it really bums me out because, like, for example, Finn Balor got hurt. He had to have the title stripped from him. He technically never lost that title because he got injured. Daniel Bryant got injured. He lost that title. You know, and it's like, and and I'm just going to throw this out here because, I mean, I help with another podcast besides this one, but I'm just going to throw this out here. You know, I always thought whatever happened to the rule that you had to defend that title you know, like every 30 days or whatever. And, you know, that may be a thing of the past, and it probably is. But if you cannot be a true fighting champion, I would think if you if you were a champion, that you would be proud to be that champion and defend that title. You know, I mean, and, you know, and you get, and you look back a few months ago when Roman Reigns was talking about what makes Brock Lesnar so special that he doesn't have to show up except for when he wants to? I'm sorry. I don't I don't agree with that. If you're a champion, you should be there defending your title. 
and I, but you know, like I said, that may be a thing of the past. You know, WWE they do what they want, and I get kind of frustrated sometimes watching Monday Night Raw. I mean, like that little guy that comes out with Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush. I oh, I despise that man. I despise him. I mean, he is so obnoxious. I literally mute my television because I cannot stand to listen to his voice. I despise that little weasel. And I tell you, it, I tell you, if Granny ever had the opportunity to talk smack to him, oh, I would have so much fun talking smack to that little guy because I cannot stand him. <laughs> I can't. I just despise that guy. And it's like tonight. I, I call him boring Corbin, you know, but he was supposed to face Kurt Angle in the main event. But Corbin puts Drew McIntyre, and if Kurt Angle won that match, Kurt Angle was going to get to be captain of the uh, Raw team for Survivor Series. Well, unfortunately, Drew McIntyre ended up beating him, but, you know. And then you see Braun Strowman, you know, chasing Corbin out to the parking lot to try to go after Corbin because he's after him. But I'm sorry. It just, you know, it, it's getting, it's really getting kind of depressing. I mean, I would rather probably go back and watch a good episode of a WCW match on the WWE Network sometimes than that WWE. Now, I'll watch, Smack, I watch SmackDown more than I do Raw, but, you know, I. Um, but it's just it, it's it's just getting really frustrating sometimes to see what they're doing, you know. And it's going to be very interesting to see what happens if if the rumors are true and and SmackDown does go to Fox, you know, in 2019. So, Mike Fiske here is uh, yeah. our guest. We have uh, we have about seven minutes here left with you. Uh, real quick here, uh, you mentioned you wanted us to uh, talk about. Uh, what you're doing now, but before we do that, uh, if our, our fans wanted to uh, check you out, you got a Facebook, you have an Instagram, you got a Twitter, you got a YouTube. What do you got out there so we can uh, see what we, so we can keep in track with you? Well, the, the hub of all things Mike Messier is is MikeMessier.com. You know, M-I-K-E-M-E-S-S-I-E-R.com. If I was a website, I'd be MikeMessier.com, and that's what Mike Messier says. So all you got to do is. Scroll to the bottom of MikeMessier.com splash page, and you have your my two Twitter accounts and my Facebook should all be linked there. I'm under Facebook under Mikey Messier, Mikey with a Y. Twitter, Twitter. I actually changed my Twitter handle to uh, Mikey Messier Angry Wrestling Fan because <laughs> I kind of had a blend of my two worlds of of the the nice polite film guy, you know, the host of Messier Mantra, my TV show, and the nice guy that I am, Mike Messier. But I had most of my stuff on Twitter became about wrestling. And I said, you know, I have to kind of <clears throat> divide my branding here. And I hate the word branding, but I just have to divide my personality and say, if you want to see Mike Messier, you know, film guy, go to the Avalonia Festival, you know, the Avalonia Fest Twitter. If you want to see Mike Messier, angry wrestling fan with all my wrestling friends, stick on this one. So I'm on there as Mike Messier, Mikey Messier, angry wrestling fan. Um, the YouTube thing. I love when people, you know, subscribe. That's always a great thing. Um, you know, you can subscribe, hit that bell, see the, the Mike Messier pro wrestling, angry rants. Um, recently got on fighthub.net, this UK website, which covers mixed martial arts, 
uh, pro wrestling and boxing just put me on their website over the weekend. And basically, they just have a direct feed. So every time you're on fighthub.net on Mike Messier's page, uh, you'll see the newest uh, and latest and greatest uh, Mike Messier pro wrestling rant and whatever other video I put on there. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I've been around, you know, and, and I'm, I, I'm still, uh, you know, the thing is, it's, it's an interesting dynamic with uh, film and, and stuff like that because, you know, for me, I, I can hear, I could, I can imagine someone listening to this interview and think that this guy, you know, Mike Messier is doing great and being successful. But for me, every day is a struggle. And, you know, we won't have to get into the dynamics of every nuance and detail, but I'm fighting like anybody else in entertainment for any type of, of gig or opportunity you can get. I mean, it's a tough racket. And I'm not in Los Angeles or New York. I'm in New England. So I'm I'm fighting a whole lot of stuff just to keep my name relevant or get my name relevant. Um, but I, I just had a, a short film shoot this past weekend. Uh, so who's the guy? Or I'm sorry, so, so, so you're the guy is the title of the piece that I wrote and directed. It was a short film. We shot it in one day. Um, I shot a recent uh, piece called The Impeccable which is a short film. We're going to enter festivals. I've got my own film festival that I'm the creator of and the director of the Avalonia Film Festival, which will be December 7th in Rhode Island. And, um, yeah, I mean, The Disregard of the Vampire, a Mike Messier documentary is on YouTube. People can find that. And if they're interested in making films themselves, uh, watch my documentary, because my documentary is really a what to do and what not to do if you're interested in making uh, independent film, because I, I live through the nightmare <laughs> of trying to shoot a feature film under uh, very tough circumstances, including unfortunately the lead actor having to bail out at the last minute um, and getting a new lead actor with very little time to do that. So, well, um, Mike, if you whole- uh, if you decide to uh, if you decide to make a feature film, and I know that our fans know this was coming. Because uh, we're we uh, we got three minutes here left with you. If you decide to do any other films, uh, whatever it is, I'm willing to come and be an extra. Uh, I'll be I'll be a star. I'll come carry your luggage. I'll go out and get takeout for you. Uh, I'll get ice for your soda. I'll get you the soda. I'll get you the non-alcoholic champagne. The wine. I'll, I'll do anything. <laughs> well, you know, man, I love that. As- so that's the type of attitude I'm going to jump in because. That's the type of attitude, uh, the icon, the the big swing granny holster. But that's the type of attitude, um, you know, Scott, that that people need to have. And what and what you said just says so much about your integrity and your willingness to get involved and play ball. And man, trust me, when I hear that, it's it's like a, a brick of fire, coal in my belly. Because I'll tell you, I'll be you know, on a, I know we were running low on time, but as an independent film artist. You hit those points of, of sheer out depression when you feel like you're facing this um, this this mountain of things to do, and and you just need to hear that every once in a while, encouraging words from someone that wants to work with you, and that's what keeps the the coal of the oven of inspiration going. To coin a new phrase, so I'm definitely gonna make that. Uh, that's the one more reason to get these things accomplished. And the thing is, you know. If people say I have an ego, which I do, I'll admit. But uh, if you let me come work uh, work for you, I'll check my ego at the door. I'll do anything you ask, whatever it is. And the thing is, 
with all the stuff I have on this show and on Facebook. I'll brag about it. Everybody's going to know about it, and it, it's it's only going to make money for you. Well, Granny well, would enjoy this... doing part of a documentary, you know, especially if it had anything to do with wrestling fans. I tell you, I could. Well, you know, I have a. I, I'll tell you this, guys uh, and ladies. I I uh, I made a. I do have a couple of wrestling docs. I mean, uh, the the Wrestling Son with John Cronus. It's called Wrestling Son: Memories of My Parents' Divorce, and that's up on YouTube on the Mike Messier channel. And that's got Killer Kowalski and a cameo, um, all types of interesting people. Um, but you know, I mean, wrestling's just such a great thing, and that's why fans like like all of us here on the show, we are hitting a point with WWE, especially where it's like, hey you're going to have to earn our eyeballs because at the end of the day, that commodity of our eyeballs is, is the only thing that's our power. That's our choice. And Hey, I've got, like I said, I always say I got 500 wrestling DVDs at home. I got sold out. I got, I got a, uh, you know, Ric Flair stuff. I got a shoot interview with Axel Rodden. I got Rico Dozon from Japan. I've got enough wrestling to watch that I don't need to watch bad WWE right now. They need to earn my eyeballs back. And uh, real quick here, Mike, uh, and then we're going to wrap this up. Very but, true. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to send us some uh, autographs for giveaways uh, for our big December show. I'll send you the address. Hopefully you can do that. Uh, whatever sure. you can send us, if you wrote a book or anything, or if you got a journal that you want to autograph sent to us, anything you can do for us, we'd be grateful. I'll be happy to. No problem. No problem. All right, thanks, Mike, and I'll be in contact. We'll thanks, definitely Mike. have you on again because we do have more. We do have more with you. Thanks, Mike. Brandy Hulkster, Icon, Big Swing, everybody. Thank you. Uh, peace and have a great night. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. All right, Mike Messier, ladies and gentlemen, one of the all-time greats. Cannot <laughs> beat him for entertainment. And now, Icon, we have a caller on. There's only 13 minutes left to go here. Are we going to have time for a third interview? Well, we we don't have any other interviews scheduled. Oh, well, yeah, then I don't know who this call. caller is, but I'm going to put him on here. Oh, okay. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's up? Hey, uh, I know that you know who this is, and I know what you're up to, bro. Really? Who's this? I know that you know who this is, and I know what you're up to. I know what you've been doing. I know what you plan. I know everything. Everything, bro. Really? Well, I'll tell you. I think I know who this is, so so don't call the show again. Uh, I'm not you'll a... Get yours, I, you'll get yours in due time. I'm not 100% sure who that was. Do you? Do you? I mean, is there something you should be telling us here? I don't think so. Probably just some crazed maniac. I don't know. Is that the guy? Is that the guy that could have sent you the block text message? Could have been. You know. Well, the area code came in from four three eight, I believe, which is Montreal. I don't remember if it was four three eight or four eight three. I think it was four three eight though. Um, oh. Yeah, which is Montreal, which is oh yeah four three eight, yeah. So I don't know. Again, they could be using a text app like what Jordan was using earlier, or they could actually be from Montreal. 
Nope. Just well, you know, the thing is... Well, I just I typed I, it into Google. And it, oh, excuse me, guys. I just typed it into Google. It comes up Quebec, Canada. Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Yeah. So, I don't know. He sounded well, Spanish, though. He didn't sound Canadian. Well, it, it could... Well, you know, it could be... See, here's the deal. It, it could be like the toilet flush guy, but this individual yeah. did flush the toilet. But here's the thing. I don't the the two people that I've been uh, upset with because they would not be on the show. So hmm. Well, yeah, but they could also like like I said they could be using that like a text app type of thing like what Jordan was using. Could be. And uh, I noticed familiar? that. Uh, no. No, because oh. the individual uh, one that I'm upset with, Karenora, is a female. So okay. that definitely wasn't a female wrestler. No, no, uh, it was obviously. not. And uh, the other individual that I'm upset with that wouldn't be on the show that I had uh, uh, a guy give a black eye to and put on concussion protocol. Uh, who's out of the ring for six months, boo-hoo on you, uh, is not Spanish. So I don't know who that is. But here's the thing, though. It could be somebody that uh, I challenged to come on the show, uh, uh, the individual that was trying to say that the Renegade was the ultimate warrior. And uh, I had pointed out that that was the Renegade. It was not the ultimate warrior. And then I said, you call into the show, and if you got something to say, let's work it out there. And the guy said he he, he didn't take me up on my offer because he's a punk ass, you know. That could have been huh. him because I don't know if this guy is Spanish or not. Or it could be that other individual that said that uh, that was bad-mouthing you guys, the producer and my mom and my co-host, uh, you know, because – uh, Karen Ora was smart not accepting our offer because we're I'm a stalker or I'm a psycho fan or whatever the hell. It could have been mm. him too. But the fact that mm. he said Did you guys catch what he said? Yeah. He said I just figured said, out who you are, what you're up to, you know, what this all is or something like that. Yeah. So like, 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 I, I what you're up to? Like, is there something we should know about? Like, what are you up to? Like, well, I'm up to getting pissed off at people that challenge me online. That's what I'm up to. You know, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I don't know how you guys feel about this. But from now on, I would like to take one of you guys in a. You know, if. If I'm talking to somebody, they start bad-mouthing me or the show. I want to take either of you guys so you know the next week we can talk about it so you know what I'm talking about so I don't have to have you – so you guys already know what I'm talking about, if that makes sense. That's fine. But I'll tell you because what. Because like, I, like I told was, Icon earlier, Big Swing, and I don't know if you heard me say this or not, but when people start mm-hmm. trashing my friends – that's when Granny gets a little upset and irate at people. And I have been known to fly off the handle a little bit at people. Now, like I said, this jerk, he could have been just wanting his 
five minutes of fame, you know, attention getter, and you know, and I and I've known people like that. They'll that they'll talk smack and talk trash just to get that little attention and just to see if somebody will, you know, fly off the handle back at them, you know, and and get them start, you know, get them riled up. But I try to keep everything professional. But when my friends start getting trashed and talked about and treated bad. That's when Granny gets a little upset. Now I don't know who you Where's were, caller. I don't know who you were, caller, but you had no right doing what you said. You had no right saying what you said on this show. I don't know who you are, but it was if not very nice of you to do that. If he well, does know the icon, it sounded huh? very personal to me. It sounded it very did. personal to me. We, which is which is I why mean, I think it might be somebody who, who, now that I think about it, actually does know you, and um, you know who does know you, and was using like I said like a different number or something. Well, let's put it out this way. Let's put it out this way. If this person is listening, whoever you are, I have no idea. Whoever you are, yeah. if you're listening online right now, you're listening to the show. I'll tell you what. You can call in any time you want, all right? You can mm-hmm. call in. Just don't call in and flush the frickin' toilet. But if you call in, and if you got something you want to say to me, I'm not – we let, we don't screen our calls here. We do not block calls here. We I mean, I can screen them. I can screen them. I, I just no, don't. No, no. We're not going to screen anybody. If you want to call in – if you got something to say on this show, person to person, man to man, woman to woman, woman to man, face to face, you you be a man up, and then we'll talk about it. But don't call in and say this and that, and then scrape. Don't don't do that. If you got something to say, you say it. Period. Cut and dry. Well, they did. You they they, they, they did now. say it. <laughs> But well, look, we don't screen calls here. If you want to call no. in and say five second, a ten second tagline against me, that's fine. But I'm not going to be quiet about it. Neither is Granny. Neither is Big Swing. You know, mm-hmm. you call in any time you want. You got something to say? You got something to get off your chest? It's probably small chest, by the way. Then call into the show. But. If you're gonna if you're gonna be a wuss around and not ever call back, then you're the then you're the puny little bastard on the inside that you've always been. <coughs> okay, I'm done with my rant. So anyway, so we got three <laughs> guests on next week. We got uh, uh, we got Ike Phillips for real next week. We for have Alabama, and we have Sherwood Linton. So uh, everybody. Check it out, and uh, there is a surprise next week, uh, and I'll announce that. Uh, and I'm not going to announce it right now, uh, guys, because uh, the the it's it's a, it's a big surprise, and we're going to start uh, making this I don't know maybe a monthly thing or a quarterly thing or a yearly thing, but something new that we're going to add to the show uh, for the near future and like i said i told taught you guys off the air i'll tell everybody this we got guest book now until august so this this show's not going away 
Granny's not going away. Big Swing's not going away. The Icon's not going anywhere. And uh, you can also sometimes check us out Friday nights on Doug Master's show. You can sometimes check me out on Cut the Promo Sunday nights with Jordan Garber. I hate to say it, guys, and I know that, you know, Granny, you're busy on Sunday sometimes, and you're busy on Friday sometimes. Big Swing, I know you're busy every Sunday, but it's like Scott Schwartz said to us. You're not in demand forever. And when people invite you on the show, you take advantage of it. You live it up when you can. Because there's going to be a time when you're not going to be thought of anymore. So I live by. Well, I tried to call. I tried to call in to Jordan's show one Sunday night, and I guess he didn't realize I was waiting to come on the show. But that's okay. I guess he didn't see my number. But that's all right. Are you you free this Sunday night? Um. As far as I know, I as far yeah, as far as I know, I am this Sunday. I'm. Well, then what I'll do then is I'll let Jordan know that, uh, uh, and I don't know, Big Swing. I know your your Sunday schedule is just horrendous. I know this, but if Granny and Big Swing, if you can call in, uh, we're going to have Doug Masters on his show. Uh, So, you know, uh, Doug is returning the favor. We've been on his show. I would have been on this last Friday, but. Unfortunately for me, the bison do come first. And uh, not that I'm breaking or anything, but the icon was on live national TV again this week uh, with the entire Fargo or the far the entire North Dakota State University dance team. You you saw the pictures. Uh, the icon is very popular around these parts and around the internet. So we'll uh, we'll keep going with this. All right, so we we will do that, and we will uh, we will see you guys next week as well. Two big guests, and uh, hopefully, uh, well, okay, yeah, three, three big, big guests. guests, and hopefully the icon's blood pressure stays uh, at a manageable level. So we'll see. See you guys next Monday. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.